Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums, Craig, and I'm once again joined by Laurie. Hello, everyone. Hello, Laurie. How are you doing? Not too bad. A little... Uh... <clears throat> Tired, a little worse for wear after uh, uh, an exciting Sunday. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on a, a Monday evening instead of a Sunday. <laughs> it was safer. Yeah, fest- festivities, yeah. I, I thought to start off with, we'd just look at the Europa League and unfortunately look at the all three teams crashing out. I uh, start with... Sion versus Celtic. I was in a pub watching. Well, I was watching the Rangers game, but they were showing both. So I seen all the goals and all the incidents. And well, I think Mistorovic he has to hold his hand up and, and take some of the blame. I think Celtic probably should have done more in the home leg, but getting yourself sent off within a minute. If Sion had simply scored, then. I don't think it would have been such a problem, but getting sent off, having to play with 10 men for so long, it's just going to take its toll. So yeah, they went out 3-1. It was it was embarrassing at times in the pub, the the banter that was going on, the the shouting from the Rangers fans as Sion scored, the, the shouting from the Celtic fans as Maribor scored, and I don't know, I'm a strong believer the, of supporting your team, rivals in Europe and it just it annoyed me slightly that they were that they were rather get one up on their rivals than support Scottish teams. I think it's I think it's the same in a lot of places though. I, I mentioned before that um it was the same at the Hearts game against Spurs when the results came in. Obviously the old firm results came in and a few people were kinda of cheering that because they just don't like the old firm and I, I would imagine there's similar things if when Aberdeen, if they had a match and they heard the Rangers score coming in Europe, I imagine there'll be a few Aberdeen fans who would cheer that and the same way, I don't know, maybe Hibs fans here in Rangers sell scores. I imagine there's a lot of fans of each team who won't support other teams in Europe. In yeah. particular, maybe the old firm, because I suppose they're kind of separate. I think maybe if there's, if it's, you know, St. Johnston or Dundee United, people may be more open to it because if they don't have a rivalry with that team. But yeah, it's a shame because I'm the same. I like to see everyone kind of go through. Um, and unfortunately, no one did at all. But yeah. I, I didn't see the Celtic game. It was, I suppose it's that argument we were talking about, the red card, that you're better off letting someone score. I presume that it was just it was a goal-scoring opportunity and he stopped it, yeah. didn't he? Um, I was surprised. The only thing I was surprised after, I've not seen the game, so I don't know how it went, but the Lennon was so highly praising of his team because, I mean... Kind of, they kind of been that good. I mean, I saw they had like something like 30, 30 just over thirty percent in possession, and it's, but from the looks of it, it signs that Sion thoroughly deserved to win. And um, yeah, it was it was bizarre comments. I, I suppose he doesn't want to kick his team when they're down, but yeah, to come out and say was it? Did he use the word brilliant? He definitely th- praised them a lot. I think he did. I and uh, Finn Duno actually, he's got a habit of of uh, knocking Scottish teams out. I actually remember him. In 2004, Pascal Findu, you know, he scored the first two Sion goals. He scored uh, the goal to kill Hearts off against Bordeaux. 
I, I knew I recognised the name when I saw him coming up. And yeah. he's, he's, I think he scored the second goal, which killed our hopes of uh, against Bordeaux at Tynecastle in the UEFA Cup. So he seems to enjoy playing against Scottish teams. Yeah. So yeah, Rangers they they drew one each at home, which was disappointing. But yeah, it was a disappointing night for Scottish football and. Well, maybe apart from Hearts, who managed to, to get a draw at White Hart Lane, and I'm sure that it was it was because the tie was all, all done and dusted from the first leg that Tottenham, whoever they fielded, they, their hearts weren't really in it. and so. But no, no, still good in Europe, still good away from home. Yeah, I mean, I was actually, I read a piece in the paper, I can't remember who it was by, but today saying that, he was annoyed that no one highlighted how well Hearts did um, because the next day it just had obviously the pictures of the, the it was like European disaster title and it had a picture from White Hart Lane, a picture from Ibrox yeah. and a picture yes. from... And I mean, obviously, I'm, <laughs> I'm not naive enough to think that that was a Spurs full-strength team or that Spurs even cared that much because the tie was over. But someone said something like there's still £70 million worth of players out and now if seven of those Spurs players would easily get in you know, any Scottish team, Rangers or Celtic, you know, they still had um, likes of Dawson at the back, Basong at the back, Chorlucas starting, Livermore, who was excellent in the first game, had him in midfield, Kranchar came on, Pavlichenko up front. Yeah. It wasn't like we were playing mugs, they did have four academy players in the starting lineup, but, and Hearts, to be fair, no one highlighted the fact that we actually rested a lot of players as well. So, it was a good performance by Hearts, and I thought the fans were fantastic as well, and yeah, it was a Spurs, let's say, it was a Spurs second team and Spurs didn't really care because the tie was finished. But we got a draw away from home in Europe and overall, apart from the one hammering at home, you know, our European record season was two away draws, one in Hungary and one in England. One 4-1 thrashing we gave to the Hungarian second team mm-hmm. at home. And there's also that one game, so I don't think it's, I don't think Hearts really did that badly considering the size of Hearts and the fact that we drew Spurs, I don't think many ever really thought there was always a small chance we could pull something off, but realistically I think pretty much everyone thought that Hearts got the big tie they wanted and they were going to go out. They got the, the draw, which is points for the coefficient. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I saw that we got I think we got the most coefficient points for us this year. I think possibly us and I, think, I, did see, I did see the list of the points. I couldn't be sure, but yeah, I mean the sad thing really is that neither Rangers or Celtic, well, Hearts are the only team who actually got through a round of any competition. Yeah. And neither Rangers or Celtic could win a tie, even a single game this season, did they? In Europe. So no, that's, you're right. You're that's right. not it's not great. And Celtic haven't what won away for something like twenty twenty odd matches, isn't it? And yeah. Rangers Rangers have only won once in all European matches, and about the same, isn't it? About twenty odd matches yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty poor. Like. So the the Rangers game was one each, and prediction-wise, Lad went for two 0 to Rangers. I was a wee bit optimistic, and you were even more optimistic. Three <laughs> nil. Yeah. So again, totally wrong. And for the Sion versus Celtic, we both went for one each. Yep, both wrong. I suppose we got the Celtic <laughs> goals right, but but yeah, <laughs> other than that, it's wrong. The Spurs against Hearts. I'd went for four one. You'd went for three one. Yeah. So again, wrong. Yeah, I was. I thought, even though I knew Spurs would play a, a weakened team, I still thought that they would have enough to kind of 
do us over. And then I saw that we dressed players, and it was a seemed a seemed a bit bizarre that we would, you know, I thought we would want to go out there and restore some pride, and we still did with yeah. a few players who don't really get a game much. So good for all them. But um, also in the week, I mean, we'll move on from the uh, the European games quickly because I think everything's been said by people. I think everyone's had their moan about Scottish football in Europe, and it didn't get any better in the week. But the yeah. League Cup happened through the week as well and uh, I'll give I won't go through all the games and list them all but I mean I'll give a good shout out to former heart striker now East Fife manager John Robertson as East Fife put out Dunfermline 2-1 yeah massive win for them great result for them and apparently thoroughly deserved it as well I heard both managers say that afterwards Jim McIntyre saying the best team won um, so that's really good for East Fife in terms of League Cup I was going to kind of throw a topic out there which we'll maybe revisit next week when we've heard um, back from people, was basically the League Cup gets a lot of stick. And rightly so sometimes. I mean, I look through the week and, you know, there was, I think there was about 4,000-odd at Easter Road. Um, the other games didn't draw in many crowds. And all, whilst it's quite good for lower teams, I think there was a good game, Morton St. Mirren. It was a seven-goal thriller. But on the whole, a lot of the SPL teams, they don't really care about League Cup. I know my team, Hearts, often we kind of rest a few bigger players in it because... And we inevitably get put out quite early and we never seem too bothered about it, which annoys me to a degree because I'd, I'd love to win the League Cup still, but it's just getting there. And it always seems, it'll inevitably be an old firm final or Rangers or Celtic playing yeah. someone else. And even then, the old firm don't always play their strongest teams in the early rounds. They just wait till the old firm game comes and then play their strong team. So yeah, what I wanted to throw out there was <clears throat> maybe ideas for what you would do about the League Cup or maybe you would keep it the same. Are you happy with the League Cup as it is? Would you just get rid of it altogether, um, or how would you revamp it? Um, and just throw it out there, I mean, I've got a few things that I would maybe suggest, but I'll keep it for next week, so I'll throw that topic out there, you know, what, how do you feel about the League Cup, and, you know, if you felt that it should be changed or or removed, then, you know, yeah, that comment. So I'll throw that out there in the forum, which obviously you go to scottishwillforums.co.uk, and then hit forum, and we'll try and get a discussion going on that. I think it's a good idea, I think... It's been there's been talk of a, a British Cup, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's good. I, I'd be interested definitely to hear what people have to say on it. Well, what I'll mention as well is the draw actually just took place <clears throat> um, for the third round. And uh, no huge ties in there, but the one that sticks out, I think, is Ross County versus Celtic. Uh, since the last time they met was two years back and Ross County actually put Celtic out in the semi-final. I think we'll all remember that, so... Yeah. Um, decent draw for Ross County. Obviously, it'd be quite a hard place to go for Celtic. They obviously don't always like going to the Highlands. They've been they've slipped up against Inverness a couple of times, so that'll be probably the main tie. You've also got St Johnston St Mirren all SPL game. You have got Kilmarnock versus Queen of the South, Falkirk versus Rangers, Motherwell Hibs another all SPL game. Air United Hearts. So Ryan Stevenson returns to his old stomping ground at Somerset. Aberdeen East Fife again. So John Robertson's reward for um being Dunfermline is a chance to avenge, I think they lost 6-0 there, didn't they, last season in the Cup, in the Scottish Cup. It I was, can't remember. They definitely got a, a good doing, so I think he'll maybe want to turn them over this time. But <laughs> you never know, and Airdrie United versus Dundee United, so that's all the draws. And that that will be, those games are uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, the 20th and 21st of September. So, yeah, but we'll throw the League Cup topic out there, and maybe, Craig, if you want to have a look back at the topic we were speaking about last week, which was players who support 
rival teams for the ones that they play for. Yeah, I thought this is a, a good topic. Uh, you brought it up because De Canio had mentioned it in preparation for his game against Oxford yep. and saying that the striker James Constable was a Swindon fan. Uh, De Canio is a manager of Swindon now. So I, I thought it was good. Uh, I think we've all heard the, the rumours that, that Scott Brown supposedly has a Rangers tattoo in his ankle. Yep. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's true. But, well, obviously that doesn't interfere with him in his Celtic duty. And I'm thinking back to last season when he scored against Rangers in the Cup. So it definitely doesn't. I suppose it depends how much. I suppose depends how much of a supporter you are. I mean, I mean, some people support a team with their kids and and they grow up. And I think I think when you start, I I hear a lot of footballers saying that the kind of it, it disappears. That allegiance isn't quite the same when you start playing for the other teams and such. Yeah, um, we've got a few in there. I mean, Black Dog started it off with uh, Ross McCormack and Danny Wilson saying both Celtic fans, uh, but I never knew this till they were away from the Rangers, and I wouldn't say it had any effect on the games. And another, David Provan, former Celtic player, um, I've heard it often as a young city supported Rangers. You'd never have thought it, though. Yeah, uh, Johnny Robb brings up uh, the Scott Brown, and also Scott McDonald, who supported Celtic, which was surprising, considering the damage he'd done when he was at Motherwell on yep. the last day of the season. I remember it well. I uh, he's went with Ross McCormack as well. Yep, and uh, who else have we got? We've got Chris Burke, who apparently supports Celtic. Xander Diamond supporting Celtic, which I think was always mentioned, wasn't it? He apparently yeah. did. Oh, Connor yeah. Connor Salmon apparently supported Celtic. Um, David Goodwillie supporting Rangers. I think that was another one which was quite well publicised. Graham Doran's supporting Rangers, although he's playing for St Mirren, so maybe not the same kind of rivalry there. Neil McCann. Uh, Rangers Hearts and I think he definitely did support Celtic I remember him getting booed in the, the League Cup final was it 96 or 97 I think it was 96 97 season when he was playing for Hearts obviously his Celtic allegiances call into question then yeah. you've got uh, Stephen Whitaker Ebbs and Rangers another one who I'm pretty sure that was confirmed that he did support Hearts at least at some point that, that, that surprised me that one I hadn't I'd never heard of that before yeah that, well but... I suppose maybe you wouldn't have as much being a, a supporter of a, a Glasgow team as opposed to an Edinburgh one, but I remember at Hibs it was often talked that he was actually a Hearts fan, and I suppose it's one of those that maybe he did when he was a kid, but once you've come through the youth system at Hibs, it may be kind of it's not quite as strong then, obviously because he played in derbies against us, and I don't think I mean, obviously Hibs are always generally second best in the derbies, so yeah. I you can, you I'll, I'll agree with you to just to keep you on side <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Miller supporting Celtic Tam McAdam apparently supported Rangers. I actually don't know who Tam McAdam is. I think maybe that's uh, an age difference there. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> Kenny Dalgleish saying he supported Rangers. John Rob saying that as well. Uh, surprising again, yeah. And Danny McGrain apparently supporting Rangers. But I wouldn't call any into question as I couldn't confirm or, or deny them. Who else is that? Uh... Charlie Boy uh, <laughs> suggested... I can't read everything he says because I'll, I'll get censored, but... Uh, about wee mo, um, the wee, the wee. I'll just say the wee man is still confused. Yes, and of course, you have Robbie Keane now. LA Galaxy, another team he supported since he was a boy. 
<laughs> he did support a few teams, yeah. And then Charlie Boy goes on to say, must have cost his more fortunate Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he has supported a few teams apparently, hasn't he? Yeah, we've got Grumpy Old Man mentioning Alfie Con. Yep, ex-Hearts. I presume he's saying that Alfie Con supported him, is he? Again, I, I don't know enough about players from that era, unfortunately, other than they're kind of seeing the odd old black and white video of them. But I don't know. I mean, because he played for... Unless he's referring... Because he played for Rangers and Celtic Alfie Con, I think. So maybe he was referring to that rivalry as opposed to anything to do with Hearts. Mm-hmm. It just it, when, I, when I heard the name Hearts came in my head, obviously because I'm a Hearts fan, but it was probably to do with the old firm rivalry there. Um, and apparently, Japester. Yep, there you go. Yeah, Japester brought up the fact... Well, I say the fact, but we'll need to take his word for it, that Joe Steen was a Rangers supporter. I never knew that. I certainly didn't know that, but again, I guess I wouldn't have heard these type of things because it was a well before my time. But yeah, it's not someone I've ever heard of, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, stranger stranger things have happened. Yeah. I thought we'd, we'd take a look at the, the SPL games at the weekend Yep. and see how we compared in the predictor. Yep. And the first game up I'd like to mention is Dunfermline against Motherwell, which Motherwell won 4-2. And I would have got a point in the, the SFF predictor because I went 2-1 to Motherwell, which, well, I got the, the result right. The scoreline's obviously wrong. You'd went for 1-1. Yeah, I got that one wrong. But Motherwell, impressive. I just thought Dunfermline seemed to be getting a bit of form recently, but a really good win for Motherwell. Uh, and their good run continues, so we'll we'll see if that lasts. But yeah, they went back to the top of the table. Yep, they did at the time, and should be delighted with that. And they're playing really well. Some good, uh, seemed to be a lot of deflected goals in that game. But uh, yeah, I all count so all counts. So that was what was it? The next game. Oh, the next game is one that I got the score bang on, which is nice. It was <laughs> Inverness versus Kilmarnock, which I put down as a two-one Inverness victory. Uh, what was I think you went? I, think, uh, I know you got it. I, I know went, you got it wrong, but yeah, but that's just the default. Yeah, getting it wrong. <laughs> I went for two 0 to Kamarnock. So yeah, I just not had very a, good at this prediction malarkey. Kelly just seemed a bit maybe like they could be inconsistent, but it was a bit controversial. I saw that. I don't know if you saw the game. The the, the second goal certainly looked like there was a foul and a build up to it for Graham Shinney's winner, which. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wasn't really sure. It was hard to tell, but it looked like a foul on first view, and I only saw the highlights, so I didn't see it in too much depth, but usually I would think that would be a foul, but he maybe got some of the ball. I didn't see it slow motion or close in, so I, I might be wrong, but it looked like a foul to me when I first saw it. But anyway, I mean, great win for Inverness. Obviously, they needed a, a kind of pick-me-up. They had a bad start to the season, and they'll be delighted with that, and it's always good when you, you get a late winner as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the next game up St Johnson against Dundee United which ended 3-3 certainly didn't see that <laughs> yeah I, I was I was watching the, the goals come in and I'd forgotten to put my coupon on so somebody suggested on the forum that I go and do it and play and I seen St Johnson were winning 3-1 and I thought oh I might I might put a wee bit of money on that. There's there's no way they're gonna they're gonna lose now. And then well, well I'm glad I didn't put anything on. I was gonna say your fault then. You know you jinxed them. As soon as you, <laughs> yeah. With your <laughs> track record. 
<coughs> bet, bet three six five. They stopped taking bets. They, they must have been sit, sat back and thought, "Yep, that's it. All decided." But yeah, it was interesting to see Sandaza didn't celebrate his goals. Indeed, it wasn't. It was maybe a bit on. I I can see it sometimes. With like obviously when Henrik Larsson didn't do it, you know, I can see that because you know Henrik Larsson and Celtic it was a long time they were there, and I don't think Sandaza was a Dundee United legend or anything. No, I don't think I don't he was. Think. But you know, his choice. He, he obviously appreciated what Dundee gave him. So you know. It's sometimes good to see that people still have a certain degree of loyalty. Yeah, and maybe he's just getting uh, used to scoring five goals the last two games. That's a good record. It's it's not bad, and I think St. Johnson would be like they started scoring. Now, they would be very disappointed that they threw it away, obviously. Um, but three goals, six goal thriller all round. It looked like quite an entertaining game when I saw it. Some awful defending at times, but you know, it's entertaining. And yeah. I put 1 Nelson Johnson, so I was wrong. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, I went as far as saying it, but I'm going to go back a couple of weeks when I said oh, I can't see St. Johnson scoring. So I went for a, a 1 0 to Dundee United. So wrong again. You should keep saying that. St. Johnson or Frugal uh, on the forum will want you to keep saying that because each time you've said it, they've done pretty well in, in that terms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday's games. The first game up is well, Rangers against Aberdeen, which Rangers managed to win 2-0, which seems to flatter them a bit, especially when Ricky Foster could have put the game one each, and I don't think Rangers would have scored after that. With a, He had a header about the six-yard line, and I don't know, it was close to an open goal. It was maybe easier to score than to miss, but he hit the bar and it went over. Uh, I went for 3-1 prediction and Laurie again you got another one right you Bang went for 2-0 on. yep I did indeed yeah I obviously I've only seen the highlights and I kind of read up a bit on it but apparently yeah it seemed that Aberdeen kind of peppered the Rangers goal a bit in the second half and yeah. probably lucky not to get anything which surprised me I expected it I, I did put 2-0 but I did say I expected it to be reasonably comfortable for Rangers and it didn't seem like that at all um the second goal was certainly just from nothing, a free kick, which I don't know how Gonzalez didn't save. To be honest, I thought I didn't think the keeper looked too smart for Davis's first goal either. But there no, you go. It was a bit of a dink, wasn't it? But the, a bit the, of a dink, yeah, that's what it was. The, the, the free kick was, I don't know if maybe he switched off because it was it was a, a bread and butter save. It was hard, but it was straight at him. So. Yeah, I, I just didn't think he looked too smart with that. But Aberdeen... I suppose they won't be too disappointed because I don't think they would have expected to get anything Ibrox, but the way the game went, I think they'll feel they deserved more. So maybe a bit of a bit of encouragement for Craig Brown though that they could go Ibrox and, you know, carve out some chances. But obviously the issue is putting away those chances when they come. Obviously you say Ricky Foster missed a header and he sh- he should have scored, but it wasn't like a disastrous miss. He'd kind of Headered it too hard, I think. You know, he got too much yeah, on it. I think he's not a striker either. Exactly. He's... That's what I was going to say. That you know, you need <clears throat> you need the the Scott Vernons and whoever else they're playing up front. The Chal- is it Chalali, the new signing. They need they need these guys to be scoring. So, yeah. um, decent enough. They actually well the, well, the earlier game of that day was the St. Mirren Celtic game, which I I, pres- I think I can't remember what score you put, but we both got this the result right. Um, yeah, I'd went one 0 Celtic because I just thought that they would be tired after after the European away trip. 
So I did see them winning, but I just went for 1-0 and you went for 3-1. I did indeed, yeah. So got the right deficit. Watch the highlights. Celtic look pretty smart from what I saw. Really impressed with some of their, their passing play. And it looked like it was very comfortable. It looked like it could easily be more than two. Simeon didn't seem to do it badly, but I think it was one of those games where Celtic played well. And I think for Simeon to get something, they would have needed Celtic to have a bad game. And it didn't look like they did. Yeah, Paul McGowan done a, done a wee favour for his old club. Did you see that back pass? He did indeed. I don't know if that'll count as an assist for him, but uh, yeah, gave it to Hooper. And Hooper is he's he's clinical. Is is what you say. His first, the finish for the first goal was tremendous as well. I think yeah. he's um a calf. I'm not sure who I would see, who else I would see getting kind of top scorer in the SPL this year, other than Hooper. He's just so good in front of goal, and um, the quick passing by Celtic is. Just, just very impressive, and again, it's good to see. Obviously, I won't want to see it when they're playing Hearts, but you know, you got Motherwell, Kilmarnock, and even Hearts on their power surge now are trying to kind of keep the ball down. And I think it's good. It's encouraging to see you know teams yeah. in the SPL playing the ball around like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, St Mirren, Celtic, Motherwell, Hearts, yeah, Rangers. There's there is a few this season. Uh, yeah, it's good for Scottish football. It's enjoyable to watch as well, and obviously. You know, as I say, I, I'm not going to sit there and cheer Celtic scoring goals, but I enjoy watching, you know, entertaining good football. And if it, if when I next see Celtic playing someone and it's there's a lot of goals and there's a lot of good goals, it's impressive to watch. And you'd rather see that than nil nils with lots of long balls going nowhere. So yeah, the the final game of the weekend was the Edinburgh derby, which Hearts versus Hibs. And I hear you went to the game, Laurie, which, which is why we're recording this on the Monday night, not the <laughs> Sunday night. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was a bit worse for wear. I, I wasn't actually at the time, but we did agree that maybe it would be safer just to arrange it. I wish I just said to do the podcast because I maybe wouldn't have stayed out and had a bit of a late one. But, um, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, I think I put down 4-2. I expect a lot more from Hibs, I have to say. I I didn't actually think Hearts played that well, especially in the first half. We we played a lot better in the second, but overall, I didn't think we were really on our game that much. But again, kind of similar to when we played Aberdeen, we just came up against an opposition who didn't really offer much at all. And uh, it was a cracking atmosphere, though. I think you can kind of tell there's been a, a bit extra drinking time, shall we say, because obviously usually the derbies, they're live, it'll be a midday sort of kickoff, which avoids that, but... <laughs> Plenty extra time for people to um, get fueled up beforehand. Yeah. So I was surprised that ESPN. Well, I assume it was ESPN that decided on that time, but I was surprised that they'd made it so late. I think it's odd. I think with the the, uh, the derby, there's not there's not as much trouble as, as you'll. I mean, there was a couple of flares on the pitch. Both teams had we the hearts. The end with seems to have that. With try to be Italian or something these days. We always seem to have the flares on the field. So we had that, but there wasn't, it wasn't, didn't seem to be any great, great degree of trouble in the ground. Yeah, well, not many, not many trouble in the in the crowd, but on the pitch there was tackles oh, yeah. flying yeah. everywhere. I was really surprised that there wasn't any red cards getting fl- thrown about because, well, uh, who was it, Lee Griffiths? Lee Griffiths with a a horrible lunge. I'm not sure if it was malicious or not, but. I would say that it could easily have been a red card. Uh, Ian Murray. 
yep. with his, his second challenge that he'd got booked and then he ch- went in on, was it Jamie Hamill? It was Jamie Hamill again, because uh, I don't think Jamie Hamill took too kindly to it. But yeah, I mean, Ryan Stevenson for us could easily have been sent off too. I think, yeah. I think I don't know if maybe the ref took the fact that it had been rain, it was raining quite a lot in the pictures, because a lot of the slide tackles did seem... It was one of those ones where you start when you commit to the slide on that surface, you're going to keep going for a long distance. Like the Lee Griffiths one, especially, he seemed to dive and just kept going and going. And it could have been worse, but most of the tackles, the players seemed to kind of do quite well to hurdle them a bit. Yeah, I think it was just, I think Hibs started to get frustrated, especially in the second half. They weren't playing well at all. The first, the game started reasonably even. We just weren't really at the races. Hibbs didn't threaten an awful lot, but then we got the goal, Stevenson again, who's turning to be a cracking signing for yeah. 30000 or something, I think we paid Air United for him. Um, great work by Hamill, I've got to give a shout out to Hamill, I've not been overly impressed by him so far at Hearts, but he was really good yesterday, worked very worked a lot um, down the right, and he was overlapping some good runs down the right, and I was amazed actually, I, I wasn't impressed with the lineup to begin with, we actually made eight changes from the Spurs game, and it's we see we must have. I wouldn't use the word strength and strength and depth, but we have a lot of depth in our squad. We may we may not have <laughs> 20, 25 high quality players, but we have a couple of teams we could use who can do the job in yeah. SPL games. Maybe bar when we're playing the old firm, which I think is quite handy. But we did well, and I think we thoroughly deserved a win overall. And um, yeah, I don't know what. It's it's almost becoming. I almost want Hibs to kind of improve because it we don't the bragging rights aren't quite as good now because all the Hibs fans are now going to the game saying, "Well, we're rubbish. Of course you're going to win." And yeah, it kind of yeah, takes right. yeah. it takes the shine off it a bit when you're like, "Well, why why are you celebrating beating us? We're rubbish." And um, the Hearts fans were just saying, "Called in Calderwood's name, you know your manager's not doing awfully well." And I couldn't believe afterwards when Calderwood described his squad as perfect. Because I think he's been listening to Lennon and thinking, right, if it's good enough for Lennon to build up your team. <laughs> I mean, if I was a Hibs fan, I would just, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to make of him just now because I think Hibs just, I think up front O'Connor will, when he gets fit, he'll keep scoring, he'll do well. I think Griffiths should be a good signing too. Oh yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I think the the strike force is very good. It's just at the back, they just at the back midfield, they seem to be lacking any guile, creativity, and. Even someone to like, someone commanding in the middle of the park or at the back, they just seem kind of bereft of it, and that's the weird thing as well in the derbies. Now we just our players seem to want it more as well, which I, I do think player for player we have much better players than Hibs at the moment. But you'd still, I know they threw tackles in yesterday, but it was almost a desperation as opposed to, you know, committed and being driven like Ian Black. You know, as as much as he gets stick yesterday, I thought he commanded in the middle of the park brilliantly. It was. Going about, he wins the ball, spraying passes around. It's not all just about throwing yourself into tackles. I think Hibs just, I don't know what they need. I think they need a new manager. They need a lot of new players. And I just, when you hear your manager saying that, you must just be thinking, well, if this is perfect, then I would dread to think what it's like when, when it's when we're when you think your players are bad because it, I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. So do do you see Sergio strengthening? Apparently today. Left. Apparently today. The local Edinburgh paper is saying that we're in talks with a couple of players, not Sergio, that is, it's Fede Tovas. Um, you know what we're like, we don't always let the managers buy the players. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, there was lots of rumours, I know there was the Manish rumour, which I think was uh, 
a, a Greg's one, as they used to say. I think someone heard that in Greg's from someone, but it was good though. No, that's that's exactly what I want to hear. In a transfer window. I want I want to get excited about players like the the fat Ronaldo to Rangers rumor years ago. I like I like that. But uh, another link, another rumor which has been doing the rounds, which Hearts have dismissed, was Bruno Aguiar returning. Uh, that'd be good. That'd be a good sign, isn't it? Would if be it's true. Again, we have actually dismissed it, so I would have to take that as. I never understand sometimes when clubs do that. No, we're not interested in him, and then they sign him two days later, and it's like, well, why do you not just not say anything? Yeah, it's, it's all mind yeah. games. It's all agents' fees and so on. They're needing to well, I understand, play the game. I understand when you don't say you're interested in someone because you know it might not go through, and you don't want someone else to kind of snag the deal or whatever. But I don't know why people come out and categorically say no, we're not in talks with him. Twenty four hours later, there he is. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I th- we're in talks. Apparently, we're trying to sign a defender and a central midfielder, which is kind of where we need. We need a we need backup at centre back because we only really have the two main first choice ones which is Webster and Zalukas and I like them I like them and the partnership seems to be getting better but as most people will know Andy Webster um, whilst he's a good player he's not the most reliable when it comes to staying fit (laughs) I don't know I think you're you're just basing that on his Rangers career I think Uh, other than that he's alright but either way you need more than I think you need I I prefer to always have two players for each position on the park so I think we definitely need one backup centre half because he, he likes to rotate, Sergio. I think he's come out. He said he likes to rotate, which um, I'm yet to be convinced if that's the way to go. I think sometimes it's good to have a settled 11. But at the same time, if you've got a busy schedule, it can't hurt, hurt to always have another full 11 to play. So apparently, I think a creative midfielder, we, we need someone in the middle of the park. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of co- sort of combative midfielders in there, but maybe lacking... A bit of kind of a bit of spark, someone who'll play that great through ball for a goal or make the runs. We do have Scatchel, but we can't rely on him forever. So a centre back and a creative infielder, hopefully for Hearts. But yeah. we don't want to talk about Hearts too much. Well, I do, but maybe people. <laughs> so um, in terms of we forgot to say the score. So I put four two. So I got the deficit right, but the score wrong. What did you go for? I went for three nil oh. to Hearts. So it's close. Almost, almost. That's 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 close. That's good for you. But I've I've got a bit of a confession to make on. Hearts and Hibs on TV and ESPN. What's I have that? to admit that I, I I turned it over to watch the Man United Arsenal game, Dis- which well I th- I'm pretty glad I did because I did, I never expected to see an eight-two victory. To be it's, honest, yeah, if if you're not a fan of Hearts and Hibs and you, the goals were flying in at Old Trafford, then I I would I would I would maybe turned over the old firm to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was three 0 to Man United at the time, and I just thought, wait a minute. This is this is going to be interesting, and then Walcott scored. So I thought, right, that's it, second half. Going to watch that, and yeah, unbelievable. I was I actually had money on Arsenal. Not not a lot of party, <laughs> yeah. a, a lucky fifteen, but they were six <laughs> six to one, and I thought you just well, have you jinx everyone. You should yeah. start, you should start betting on Celtic every week. You know you might you might give Rangers a hand <laughs> to winning the league. And it was half time. Was it was three one. And Ray Winston came on with his usual live odds, and the the scoreline he was he was given odds for was six one, and I do remember thinking that why are they even why are they even suggesting that it's never ever going to be six one they're never going to score six goals against Arsenal, however badly they've been playing, but well I was wrong. Yeah, no, it was a surprising result, but 
How do we get into English games? <laughs> it's, it's a special English section. The English section of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Of, yeah. Of Man U are still. But yeah, that was so... Hearts Hibs, good for Sergio. Good Derby win. And I was pleasantly happy with a, a solid enough performance, if not spectacular, and a decent win. And I think um, Hibs are going down was the... the, the the favourite chant of the day at Tynecastle, and at the moment, they are in that position. Yeah, yeah, especially, well, at the moment, if they get an injury to O'Connor, then uh, even worse situation. I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what to make of, it's almost, I suppose it's an odd comparison, but you can kind of look at it in the kind of Arsenal sense as well, that they make all this money, and they sell lots of players, and they make money, and, I know the finances are brilliant and they go on about how brilliant the finances are all the time but it's a football club it isn't just a business you know you've got fans who need to who want to see winning team and most of the Hibs fans are just disillusioned and I guess that's what I mean it's got to that point where winning isn't the same against them because they just presume they're going to lose and it's who knows what to, we might have to do a section on Hibs at some point if we must yeah well we, well, <laughs> we could we could get a Hibs fan on aye do we have to? an idea <laughs> just to even <laughs> things out because I think we're a bit lopsided in the, the Edinburgh front yeah well yeah I'd, I'd be interested to see or hear some Hibs views on it and I know what a lot of the Hibs views are on it that they're just disillusioned they don't know what to make of it and sometimes I wonder you know what owners you know what they really what what, what they're trying to achieve with that is it just to make the money it's like with Arsenal you know, you've got to invest at some point you have to have something on the park you can't just look at the money every week, so yeah. And to be honest, if they keep playing this badly and the crowds keep going down, then they're not going to keep making money, are they? Because you know that's that's the bottom line in Scottish football. That's where you, most of the money comes from is crowds. So yeah. But we'll maybe save that for 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 another time. With no more games in the SPL until the the tenth of September, I thought I'd mentioned the the SPL predictor and the August prize. The £20 went to Sprog 69 who had 22 points, which is one point ahead of Chris Green, 214. So congratulations to him on winning the £20. Well done. I'm not sure where you got, where you ended up, Laurie, but I only ended up with nine points in the whole of August. It's relegation form, isn't it? Let's see. Uh, yeah, um, August, I don't know what I got. I got, um, let me see. August... Uh, I was I was in joint I was in tenth, eighteen uh, eighteen points. I was only right. I was only uh, I was only four points off the top. That's not too bad. It's, it must be qualification for Europa League or something at least. Yeah, and Sprog sixty nine. He's sitting on top of the overall leaderboard as well with thirty points, which is one point ahead of Gordon. Aye, I won twenty three as well. No, I'm I'm in nineteenth, so it's not a. Uh, well, I need to scroll all the way down. 75th, <laughs> that am. 75th. Um, uh, it's, it's still mid-table. It's actually higher than mid-table. It's top six. You know, you'll still make the, you'll still make the top half. Of the, <laughs> yeah, the, the cut, the, yeah. But yeah, if anyone wants to join in the the predictor, there is a monthly prize, so it's a good time to join just now, and it's free to forum members. If you go to ScottishFootballForums.co.uk and click the link that says Predictor at the top and enter your predictions there. Yep. 
I mentioned that there's no SPL games coming up because we have an international break and Scotland are taking on the Czech Republic on Saturday at 3 o'clock at Hamden. Now, Laurie, you're, you've been doing pretty well with the predictions uh, for, <laughs> for last week, so I'm going to let you go first with an attempt at a scoreline prediction. Ooh, uh, this is international. This is beyond my um, my capabilities. Uh, <laughs> um, Scotland, I'll I'll probably be um, I'll probably be blinded with my my blue glasses on for a change, my blue tinted spectacles. Yeah. Um, I think Scotland should win. I think we will win. Um, being Scotland, I don't think it will be especially emphatic. But I think the Czechs are no longer the team they once were. And I think it, it means enough for us that we're not going to play a 4-6-0 this time. Yeah, hope, well, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I'll have at least one striker. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 3-1 Scotland. I went for a, a 3-0 victory to Scotland. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of hope in there rather than natural prediction but yeah I hope that it is a, a comfortable victory uh, in terms of I was wondering if you wanted to give an estimation on the attendance the, the... <laughs> I don't know why I said estimation but an estimation <laughs> of the starting 11 I think that's a common phrase that you'll hear quite often uh, I was going to go for McGregor and goals and no surprises there uh, a back four of do you know if Hutton is injured at the moment? Um, let me just consult because I did see a picture of him. Um, on the, I was hoping that he would be in, be at right back. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to, be able to find that. There was something about the Scotland game, and I saw Scott's fit. And right. Alan Hutton and Stephen Naismith fit for Scotland, so Hutton and Naismith are both fit. Oh, that that's good. That's good. So I was thinking of Hutton at right back, Gary Caldwell and Danny Wilson and Craney at left back in the midfield I went for a midfield four which uh, Morrison Fletcher who Levine says is 100% fit I think he's played two two friendlies and I think Levine went as far as saying that he's going to feature in both matches so Fletcher and Adam in the central midfield and I've went for Snodgrass on the left with Naismith and Kenny Miller up front. Naismith with four goals in five games for Rangers in the SPL, which persuaded me really to, to predict a, a 4-4-2 rather than a 4-5-1 because I think the Naismith, the form he's in, I think we really needed him up front, give him as much chance as possible to score. Yeah, I think um, JB nineteen seventy eight posted a lineup on the forum, and I, I can't really see past it. I think, <clears throat> I know you mentioned Hutton being in there, and he probably is the best right back, but he's not played this season yet, and yeah. I, I think he'll go with Bardsley just because that's who he's been playing. I don't think he'll want to change it much. I might be wrong, but I think maybe it's a sensible move as well if he does do that, just with Hutton not playing any competitive games for Spurs yet, and he's just back from a an injury, so. I would imagine the one that JB posted, which is McGregor, Bardsley, Caldwell, Wilson, Craney, Morrison, Brown, Fletcher, Adam, Naismith, Miller. I 
couldn't see much past that. Unless he doesn't start Danny Wilson, but he has played for Liverpool this season, I think. And yeah. And he, he's been playing in the friendlies and he's done pretty well, I think. So I would imagine the line will be something like that. I don't think Levine looks like he doesn't seem to like to change it too much. And I think that was what the Danish friendly was mainly about. Uh, I think if he was wanting to use it to look at new players, he would have played a lot different team. But I think he'll go with that. And I think you'll see Miller up there. A lot of people don't like that. But I think he does a good job for Scotland when he plays. Yeah, having having Naismith in midfield is quite flexible as well because if you if we end up needing to chase the game, then we can easily move him up front. Yeah, without having to make a substitution, so it is, it is flexible. Yeah, and I mean you've, you've got options on the bench. You'll have Good Willie, uh, Mikhail Smith on the bench as well. If you know maybe we're nil nil when we were hunting a goal. Yeah, if you're you if always... you're not starting Snodgrass, him as well, and Forrest. Forest is always dangerous running. Sorry, well, yes, that's a good point actually. Snodgrass, yeah, he's not in that lineup. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Snodgrass, he's been doing quite well this season, so possibly. But then, who would you who would you who would you take out? I suppose. Well, I, I dropped Brown really to accommodate him because I had Naismith up front. We'll see. Um... But that's a that's a difficult choice to make because Brown. I think I think he's a, a good guy to have in the team. I know that, that some people are very critical of him, but he's he's a busy guy. He's I think he's good for team morale as well. Just to have him on the pitch, I think he's he's got good fight. He's he does a lot of running. He's I th- I just think in a, in a Scotland shirt especially, I think he should be in there. But in saying all of that, I've not included him in my starting eleven. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure on. On Brown, I don't think he always deserves the amount of criticism he gets, but at times I think he can sort of run about a lot, but not do enough mm-hmm. on top of that. But then again, maybe the same could be said of Kenny Miller often as well. So um, we'll see. I th- I'm reasonably confident, though. Right. Is is Whitaker still in the squad? Um, I know he was named in the original squad. Um, unless it's changed I've got the list here and he's still showing him there yeah I just wondering maybe him right back I don't think they play I think if but he had the issue with his broken toe so maybe this Saturday's too soon I don't think they'd play Whitaker I think Bardsley would probably be most likely to play I think maybe Hutton but I think knowing Levine I don't think he'd want to change the team really too much that have done quite well the last Mm-hmm. The last outing, you know, he's been building that back line. So to put a player who's injured, even if he is maybe technically the best in that position, maybe it would be unsettling. And it's someone who's not played the season yet. So Bardsley has been playing, obviously, for Sunderland. So I, I think that's who we'd go with. Mm-hmm. I think that brings us to the, the end of the podcast. Yep. I think uh, next week it'll be good. We've got the, the Scotland game on Saturday to discuss and... Looking forward to the Scotland game on Tuesday as well. I am going to the Scotland game on Saturday, so hoping to have a, an enjoyable day out in Glasgow. Train at half ten, so a few beers before the game, a few beers after should be good. Will you be Will you be okay to make the podcast then? Oh, the podcast on Sunday, yeah, yeah, I'll be oh, fine that's what for I mean. that. That's what I mean. That's, you're you're getting on a bit though. I don't know. Do you need a couple of days? Well, I, I'm a, a, little, a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. 
do need a wee bit of a rest, but and hopefully we'll be getting a, a guest for next week's podcast. I'm hoping that the JB is going to come on, and he's going to the game as well. So I'm hoping to meet up with him on Saturday evening. Cool, cool, and uh, obviously mention as well that we're going to maybe try and speak about the league cup a bit. So I'll I'll put that on the forum, and so if you want to go in there and maybe suggest, I know it's something that's been. Uh, discussed a few times and the League Cup gets a lot of criticism so maybe what can we do about it scrap it or change it keep it the way it is get your kind of thoughts and ideas in on that yeah I think that'd be good right so thanks again for being the podcast Laurie no worries sorry about the the delay in recording this time but it's, it's a derby so I think it's I think it's okay it's an exception <laughs> yeah well it's, it's allowed I think is it two weeks time the, the old firm all right, so okay. I think we'll have to scrap the Sunday evening recording for that. Okay. That week. <laughs> it's not quite the same sort of magnitude of a game, but I guess, you know. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a note from my mum saying that I'm out. <laughs> I got a call from you when I was at the pub yesterday, so I thought I was in, I thought I was in trouble. But <laughs> I, You better not be drinking. <laughs> We've got a podcast today. Yeah. But I was. I did the podcast. Yeah. Right, but thanks again for tonight, Laurie. No worries. Thanks and for you as well, for your contributions and your rubbish predictions. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Right, cheers and I'll see you next week. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Cheers, bye.